bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. Now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Yes, indeedy, Mr. Tweedy. Here we are in the iHeart Studios. It is the Modern Eater Show right here live on iHeart Radio. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman on a scorching Saturday in the Mile High City. Doesn't get any better than this. Summertime's in full swing in the Summer Dinner Series. Week three will continue this week with Chef Preston Phillips. The uh, dinners have been going swimmingly, boys. What do you think, Brian? Oh, I was really bummed. I was in California. I missed the last one. But the first one, I heard the second one almost uh, challenged. But uh, What did you I, just say? I said the, the, I heard that the second one, I was gen- I was gently tap dancing oh, around the, the fact that the people heat. were said that Keegan's might have had some better food. I want I want Carrie's back. I want to I want a rematch for it. You do, huh? Yep. Jay Parker, we're up on uh, Facebook Live right now, right? Yes, we're up on Facebook Live. I'm still fighting some camera with the technology. But Why? We well, got all data set up. What do you mean we're fighting well, technology? Well, because it worked. When you do the walkthrough, it worked. Gotcha. And then when I set up, uh, when I went to go live, all of a sudden it only wants to take two cameras instead of four. Really? So wow. we're, we're, we're down to two cameras. We're trying is what we're doing, right? We're trying our hardest. Down to two cameras. Technology is uh, one of those things, right, Jay? I just, I just, I don't have any answers. <laughs> I know. I just that. don't have answers. All right, so we're happy that you guys are here with us tonight. We're going to be talking a lot of summer dinner series. Uh, if you don't know the Modern Eater Show, uh, benefiting the Colorado Chefs Association Apprenticeship Program, we're all teaming up. The ACF, it's just a big happy family. It's hyper local. Uh, we've got a great uh, lineup for you in studio tonight. Like I said, last week we were at the Cherry Creek Arts Festival with our friend Chef Preston Phillips. And Preston's restaurant in Cherry Creek on 300 Fillmore Street is called Grind Kitchen and Watering Hole. And again, this is my neighborhood hangout as a uh, lifetime Cherry Creeker and a native to Cherry Creek. Uh, Grind Kitchen and Watering Hole is just a great addition to that. So we're looking forward to... Uh, talking to Preston in this show tonight and seeing what he's going to be cooking for week three. I'm trying to share this to uh, our Facebook, my personal Facebook page right now. So, um, so bear with us. But I'll uh, speak to us. what a what a beautiful day today was. What a beautiful day our last show was because I'll tell you we met some great friends right before uh, Chef Keegan's dinner, and I thought we had a great dinner after the show there at Preston. He uh, cooked us up some awesome fried chicken, which he's known for. In town, I don't know if you know this, but Chef Preston has been written up so many times for his fried chicken. He said, I mean, and listen, we'll hear from Preston in just a few here, but uh, it's one of those things to where if everybody buy, if everybody's buying the chicken, sell the chicken. And if it's delicious chicken, make more of it. I mean, it's a pretty simple equation. So uh, happy to have Chef Preston Phillips uh, step step off smartly for the um, the third uh, edition of the Summer Dinner Series. If you want tickets, summerdinnerseries.com. I encourage you to do that. Also, can you can you throw my um, computer on the screen here for our folks watching on Facebook? That's one of the computers. That oh, that's it, one of the computers. It doesn't want to read that, that number. It doesn't want to read that. Uh, don't lose that I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I know it, Jay. Um, Jay. Yes. The lineup for the dinners. First week, Carrie Barrett. Second week, Keegan Gerhardt. Third week, 
Chef Preston Phillips. I was just testing you here to yeah. see if you could do that. Fourth week. Is the ACF uh, dinner. That's a big week, too. Ten chefs. Ten chefs in the same dinner. Let me dinner. see if I can go through them just in my head. So, uh, J.P. Krause, right? That was easy. Um, mm. Chef Christopher Dijon. I'm going to nail this. Watch. Okay. Uh, chef uh, uh, Pearson Shields. Okay. And Three. He, he's going with his sous chef at the Hyatt Regency, Chef Matt. I can't pronounce his last name, but I know it in I'll my I'll give head. it to you. Okay. You're going to give that to me. Then we've got um, Teaming Up from the Nature and Science Museum. It's going to be uh, Chef Patrick Hartnett and Chef Christopher Moore. Uh, then we're going to have Chef Jason Morris, and we're going to have Chef Jesper Janssen, and then we're going to have Chef Emma Nemechek and Chef David Lewis. Boom. There you go. Ten chefs. Not too shabby for my friend. All ACF. It's, I mean, listen, when you get ten for ones, right? I mean. Well, hey, the, we know the deal. Getting one great chef is awesome, but when you get ten great chefs that are from all over town. Together. So we've yeah, got paired up for each one. So that's dinner four. And then we roll into uh, this guy. He's kind of making a name for himself right now. He's a little known, but Chef Daniel Asher. Yeah, you know, Daniel Asher, tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Really. From um, River and Woods and a new project called Acreage, which is a uh, stem cider feature as well in, I want to say, Longmont. But Lafayette. 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 And an incredible 13 acres are going to have their own orchard eventually. They're doing really, really sustainable. Kelly Whitaker was part of putting that whole dining room together. Huge deal. Chef Brother Luck will come in, and that's week six. By the way, you want some big news? Chef Brother Luck just got his first order from Growers Organic, and he was stoked. Was he really? Yes. Yes, he was. I always say it. uh, So Brian Freeman, co-host here on the Modern Eater Show, and also... Uh, owner and and uh, chief, what what are you calling yourself these days? Uh, chief motivating motivating officer. Yeah. There, uh, I, I always <laughs> say that if you carry, if you're sourcing from Growers Organic or your grocery store, and I see that you're uh, carrying products from Growers Organic, that sets the bar for me to say I'm going to use your. Uh, that's hyper local to me. It, so I'm it, it is actually we're it. some of the first people with peaches. We've still got the second wave of cherries, which some people have thrown in the towel. There's lots of awesome Colorado produce. Oh, by the way, Little Jim Lettuce has been going out all week to some great restaurants in town. In the next segment, we're going to talk more about that seasonality and what that means. And I think that that's very important, especially when it comes to uh, Colorado hyperlocal and then creating these uh, dinners for the summer dinner series. And then to round it off, two more chefs, one of them, Kyle Mendenhall, which you got to love Kyle Mendenhall. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he's an unsung hero, too, because no one knows that he used to be a director over at the kitchens, you know, and he helped put that whole program really, in, in my opinion, over the edge on the map. And when he got that executive chef's position, I don't know, is he part owner in Arcana? I believe well? he is. Yeah. Yes, I believe he is. And, and just a stand up guy. Um, Chef Kyle Mendenhall, everybody just rallying around the ACF Colorado Chefs Association for the summer dinner series. And I can't think of anything better. I can't, I really can't. And truly the last week, um, uh, we, we need to start giving hints. We have a chef. Yes, we have a chef. Last week, week eight. Um, but we want to make this a surprise because we're almost going to, uh, unname the chef and just say, you need to buy your tickets. Yeah. Uh, Side unknown. And, and 
Well, because the best almost is it, we're coming full circle on this thing, man. Ah, you just gave a hint. Ah, you know, <laughs> I, that's how I'm going to throw him out hint. like that. You yeah. know? I mean, that's Jay Parker. He, that's only a hint if you're really gifted in the way of riddling. Or if yes. you're into these dinners. I know people like uh, Little Rich Schneider, who's in the house with us tonight. Of course, his uh, hearts with the Colorado Chefs Association. But uh, he, you'll hear from tonight, really enjoying the dinner. So. Uh, no, no knock on anybody else that's doing dinners around here, but we feel like we've put something together that's kind of uh, lightning in a bottle. We've let the genie out, and uh, if you enjoy your community, hyper-local, sourcing foods, uh, great local chefs, putting together a chef's table experience for you in an intimate environment, and uh, thank you. Jared Leonard from Barbecue Supply Company, who has offered us this great, amazing venue. And it's really, truly a, a commercial kitchen that's like none other. It seats 40 people. 40, we, we've turned it into a little bit more just for our, our media and, 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 and so on. But he, he's also doing, at this venue, Greg, he's also doing now like Saturday and Sunday afternoons, you can go down and do an East Coast-style uh, butcher paper menu where you can buy uh, smoked meats by the pound and sit there and just uh, eat yourself crazy. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? So community is what it's all about, sourcing, seasonality, hyper-local, uh, friends and family. Uh, I mean, if we're not going to take care of ourselves and our community, who really is. So um, I did have some thoughts on Slow Food Nation. I think I'll hold them back. Uh, all I have to say is when I see stuff like Dunkin' Donuts as a sponsor, I kind of scratch my head and wonder. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come right back. It is the Modern Eater Show right here on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search the Modern Eater or check out the website themoderneater.com. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey. Rocker rum. Rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from For My Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on Season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. 
Hi, everybody. It's Chef Carrie from Bardo in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on season 15 at Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. All systems go. Broadcasting from the iHeart Studios live on 630 KHOW and on Facebook and Instagram. Are we on Instagram? A little bit. A little bit. I think. <laughs> Jay can't even turn Man, his mic on. We're not live so on rattled. Facebook. We, we got to take away the technology stuff bit. from Jay. It's just, it's starting to kill him. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, listen, all jokes aside, it's it's when I was in here alone and I turned it on and I turned everything going, whether you believe me or not is irrelevant. It was working. And so I go, okay, but I didn't want to do a Facebook live on our page. So, I, you know, I used the dummy page, right, just to make sure it's connected because I didn't want people on the modern need your Facebook to stare at me bouncing around in a studio by myself. And then now we go live and here we are. But we're live. We're on. That's right. Paul Huddleston uh, on Facebook. He says, uh, Little Rich. He actually called you Little Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk about his Little Rick. (laughs) (laughs) Little Rick. Marvin Williams saying hello from uh, where he's in Alaska. Wow. And he says, Booyah. So uh, thank you guys. If you're on Facebook, do us a do us a one up and share it to your personal Facebook page as we develop our uh, Facebook Live uh, presence, which is great. Okay, uh, Gigi Youngblood is here as well. We met her. So where we met her at Grind Kitchen and Watering. Yes, Hall, at the right? last show. Mm-hmm. And um, Chef Keegan was buying people tickets for his dinner. It was like such a generous guy was buying some people tickets for the dinner. And there's um, there's Gigi, and she's handing out. Uh, well, no, she's taking pictures. She had a nice camera. She had a nice camera. Gigi, you don't even need a headset. Just just sit down and let's wrap, right? Um, so Gigi, here she is, just a sweet face in the crowd. She's got a camera. We're talking to each other, and, and um, Keegan says, do you, do you want to go? Can you do more than, um, than work a camera? Can you eat? She says, yeah, I can, absolutely. So do you want to come to a dinner? And there, there she is. Uh, Gigi, welcome to the Modern Eater Show. Yeah, come, come in there. Grab her microphone. Turn that on there. Would you read just? Probably not dialed in there. Is that is that it's, loaded uh, into the board? No, 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 no she's no, not on. She it's on. Uh, that's all right. Gigi, come over here. There we go, Gigi. Let's let's let her jump right in. So as Gigi uh, shuffles to get, I think you Thank just you. need to dial that into the board there, Regis. Um, so it was really cool to meet you. And again, I didn't know what to expect, but here you go to one of our dinners. And it was um, Chef Keegan Gerhardt's dinner. I don't know. I, we haven't really had time to talk before the show, but did you enjoy yourself? It was an absolute affair. It was such a wonderful event. I had a great time, not just because of the food, which was, in all honesty, it was just amazing. Everything that I had, everything that I tasted, there are things that I normally don't order off a menu. And it was because it's local. It tasted absolutely fantastic. So everything that we had was great. But more importantly than that, it was the people around me. It was the people sitting next to me who were so kind. And I had a chance to meet so many different um, couples and and people who are involved in this community. And it was just an absolute affair. And so I fell in love with the food. I fell in love with the people. So thankful to the Modern Eater that you have me here. And just to be able to say, please come out to the Summer Dinner Series. It was just, it's an absolute affair. It's a wonderful thing to go to. And I, I cannot highly recommend it more than it's just wow. amazing. That, it is amazing. That's very sweet. And I think you said something 
to that really resonated with me that when I go do these types of hyper local things and I get to know where the food's coming from, the farms, the the food just tastes that much better. Um, absolutely. The stories make the food really pop and come out. Um, that's what strikes me as just so awesome about these summer dinner series is is just the stories behind the food. <laughs> What do you think? Absolutely. And I think it was with everyone involved. So that's one, one of those things. I, I had a, a chance to, we had, it was, uh, my gosh, a, an insane amount of beer at one point um, at our table. <laughs> so you're just tasting all these different beers with all, you know, it's being paired with all these different plates. But you get an appreciation because when you're having something, you know, so fresh and so well-made, like the melon was a great example. They, they had this beautiful salad, a melon salad. Um, pairing it with a beer, one I believe had apricots, the other one I believe was hibiscus. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, that they were just different dimension. I can still taste it in my mouth. It, exactly, it gives it a whole different dimension. Yeah. So Absolutely one thing fabulous. that I have failed to mention, which is terrible in itself, but Colorado craft beers—it's so wonderful. And each week we have two breweries pairing up for beer pairings. Um, this last week was Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project, along with Spice Trade Brewing Company, which in my estimation, these are two brewing companies that really are fitted to go along with food and food pairings, um, just because of the um, complexity of their beers and the spice-forward um, taste that they offer as well. So uh, you're right, we have two brewing companies that pair up with each course. Uh, Gigi, really the key, uh, Gigi attended the dinner with us. She took photos as well. The photos, thank you. I hope Jay, when he put them on the website, gave you credit for them. I'm sure, did you give her photo credit? Of course I did. There you go. Thank you. Um, Yeah, that's really important. (laughs) But, you know, when you came to these dinners, I don't think you knew what to expect. It wasn't something that was even on your radar at all. Um, it was something that was gifted to you from Keegan Gerhardt from the Cherry Creek Arts Festival. You came just not knowing what you were getting into. So hearing what you experienced at first blush really means a lot to us because that's what we're trying to do um, for the guest. Yeah, and, and I, I so appreciate that. It was, it was a gift of the heart to be able to be invited by Chef Keegan uh, Gerard and just to be able to know that this is it's a, he's a wonderful person. Um, his wife, uh, Chef Bailey, was there. Yes. Another incredible person. And so to have an opportunity, as you said, it's the stories behind the food. So, yes, you have all this amazing food in front of you, but to have an opportunity to be their guest and to be able to sit down. And, and as you mentioned, I, I did not know what was going to be involved. And so I thought, you know what, uh, one of the questions that they asked me while I was at the Cherry Creek Arts Festival was, do you eat meat? So, yes, I do. I had no idea what to expect. So to sit down and to have this just feast in front of me, and it's, it's you know, five different courses, all these different pairings, I just, what an amazing experience. Well, what a great testimonial. So let me ask you this. If you go out to dinner and you have the type of dinner that, that you had that night, atmosphere, uh, the seasonality, the products, the, the, the booze, you know, the beer and the cocktail hour before, did you have a cocktail before Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Rocker Spirits. Rocker Spirits. What would you yeah. pay for a dinner like that, do you think? Oh, my gosh. It was an absolute steal. So they, um, I believe online it was. Uh, but what, would, to... what, what do you think that uh, would, what cost I would have, you? No, what easily would it have cost you? 
$500? Not that much. A lot. $400? For, I mean, one person. It, but, but it was a lot, a lot right. of food, and it was a lot of different beers. So to be able to have a taste of each one, and you put it all together, sure. and you see who is who is involved in making everything, I I'm guess it's, it's a heck of a lot more money yeah. than what it was. Sure. Than what they're charging. <laughs> yeah, literally, you could have a, a couple of cocktails for 30 bucks. You know, you could have right. um, for five courses and then the beer pairings, you get up to a couple hundred bucks. Point being, um, you you tie that all into the education. You tie that into uh, the community. You tie that into a great charity with the Colorado Chefs Association benefiting the apprenticeship program. Uh, it's a no-brainer. And this next week is Chef Preston Phillips. Right, um, Chef Preston, his tickets are on sale right now, and hundred bucks. That's what it is. That's what it costs. Uh, your price of admission. I think it's well worth it, Brian. Well, I still want to come back and find out what was her favorite. She she Say went. She again. did. You what want... what was her favorite? Yeah. Can you can you hear me now? Yeah. Are we are we have a live yep. mic here. What was your? Favorite? So I think what I most enjoyed, I, the melon salad, for me was just divine there was something about the sweetness about how it was put together it had prosciutto it had melon it did just everything the way and and the colors i that's the other thing like yeah. i as much as i love photography unless you're sitting there at the table looking at the food in front of you i can't begin to explain what the colors and the smell and the taste just it was so refreshing that so, was an 11 touch salad 11 different components on that plate that beautifully came out. done it really yeah. was. Beautifully we needed done. to hear from you. I'm so glad that you had a great time. I hope you can join us for another dinner. Would um, love to. Yeah, I really do. And the photos that you took are just fantastic. So thank you, uh, Gigi. Appreciate your time. Can people get a hold of you for photos if they would ever like to? Do you have an email that you'd like to give out, or are you just ours? Gigi Youngblood, and I, I love the modern eater, so you can certainly find me there. I'm going to put comments up. But um, but, but yes, Gigi Youngblood. You just want to contact through us, and we'll send them on to I you? I would love that. Thank you so okay, much. Gigi, yeah. Thank you very much for having she's me. She's great. Absolutely. There she is, Gigi awesome. Youngblood. Um, that's so cool. Chef Preston Phillips, he's in the wings right now. We got to get Preston on along with, you know, as we talk about the Colorado Chefs Association apprenticeship program, Chef Keegan Gerhardt, I think, said it so well when he spoke about, um, and in my estimation, it's the same thing. One of the most innovative chapters throughout the ACF is the Colorado Chefs Association. And the Colorado Chefs Association apprenticeship program, really, if you don't develop your bench, if you don't look at the future of any industry that you're in, and, and take a hard look at that and developing folks that you're going to leave yourself flat-footed. And in a day and age where help in the kitchen is at such a, a shortage right now that what they're doing with this apprenticeship program uh, speaks really high volumes. And Chef Michael uh, Pizzuto, ACF culinary instructor, he's in studio with us right now. We're going to get him on along with Chef Preston Phillips. It is 6.30 on 6.30 KHOW. Uh, Colorado's uh, Denver's talk station. We'll take a quick turnaround and we'll do that. We'll come right back. It is um, the Modern Eater Show in the iHeart Studios right now. Come back and join us on iHeart Radio. Soup's on. If you're hyper local and you like food, Eat it click and taste the Modern Eater's website. Videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video too. TheModernEater.com.
Hi, this is Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Spring is here, and it's time to check out our spring lineup of Belgian-style ales. We have classic Belgian styles like doubles and triples, quads, wit beers, and Belgian IPAs, plus spring seasonals, fruit beers, wild beers, and barrel-aged specialties. All of our beers are handcrafted in small batches and served fresh. Brews Beers is in Midtown at 67th and Pecos. We're open seven days a week with great food trucks every day and loads of free parking. We're even dog-friendly. And if you're planning a business or private event, we'll host it for you and make it a memorable experience. Find out why everyone's talking about the award-winning Belgian-style beers at Brews. Remember to check out our website, brewsbeers.com, for upcoming taproom and special bottle releases. For great Belgian-style beers, it's Brews Beers, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. See you soon. Hey, it's Peter Allman with South River Aquaponics. As a chef and aquaponics farmer, I get the importance of conserving our limited water supply. Did you know Colorado is suffering from the most severe drought since 2012? Water shortages are very real, especially to Colorado farmers. Now here's the good news. Aquaponic farming uses 90% less water than traditional farming, while producing four and a half times more food per square foot. Using traditional farming techniques, farmers would flood their fields with large quantities of water, leaving much of this water underutilized and just plain wasted. But because aquaponics is a recirculating system, the only water used is what the plants uptake and some very minor evaporation. South River Aquaponics has been running a 55,000-gallon system year-round for four years, and we use less than 500 gallons of water per day. Education is very important to us here at South River Aquaponics. I invite you to learn more about aquaponics at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. Okay, back to the show in just a minute, but right now i got to tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. The man's been in the business for 20 years. I'm telling you, custom installs and maintenance of draft systems. He works with the managers and the owners to make their dreams reality. I'll tell you what, you need an A-Plus on your draft system, and it's so easy if you just call Jeff. Uh, foam is money, boys. If you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you doing? You're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, down the drain. drain. You're pouring your money right down the drain, and you really don't have to do that. And it's very easy. Whether you're installing a new line like a nitro line, a water line, a wine line, Jeff Rourke, he can do it all. Jeff Rourke in A-plus beverage solutions. He's the most trusted man in the business. And here's his phone number, 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke in A-plus beverage solutions. The Modern Eater Show at Troy Guard Tag Restaurant Group. I'll see you guys soon. My name is Jennifer Jasinski, and I'm listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Yes, you are, Chef Jasinski, right there. We're actually in her backyard on Larimer Square this afternoon, checking out the uh, Slow Foods Nation, the movement. And... Um, there you go with that. Yeah. <laughs> you, it's it's interesting. I'll tell you, it's interesting. We sponsored a dinner there last night just because so many of the great chefs we work with are down there. I, you know, you and I had a, a pretty deep talk about, about the Not whole. Not too deep. I just go look around and I see, you know, who who is this? Who's the advocates? Um, where are the one-offs? What does this mean? And it just struck me as um, the Great American Beer Festival when Budweiser pours in their halls. And. You know, that is what it is. But here's uh, here's the difference. We are talking hyper-local right now. And hyper-local, again, anytime you're in business, you, you have to grow. You have to find a way to get bigger but stay relevant and stay attached to your base. I'm hoping that's our problem someday. Right now it isn't. That's why we're the Modern Eater <laughs> Show, and that's why we're hyper-local, and that's why we're doing the summer dinner se- uh, series and um, seasonality. 
Again, Brian uh, Freeman, co-host here and also owner of Growers Organics. Seasonality is huge, Brian. For me, it really is just because you, well, you, you have live and to die know. by it. Yeah, right? I, I do. I do. Um, well, and, you know, it was interesting. I was just out in California at an organic produce summit and uh, learning some of the things from the farmers about like big row crops. We don't we don't grow necessarily here in Colorado. I mean, we do grow some cauliflower. But, you know, when you're growing 10 acres of it, it's a totally different game. And uh, to hear what they said that, you know, hey, man, when there's a full moon in about a week to two weeks, everybody's going to be flush with cauliflower. You wouldn't think he said cauliflower when when there's a full moon, it pushes the it pushes a crop for some reason. They don't know why. But all these little secrets about what, what heat will do to lettuce and what different things. You know, and I and I I love to hear that because you know what well, the hard thing is is these guys are growing year round and our guys that grow out here, they're they're able to get a few plantings off of their fields and so it's totally different. Like some great friends of mine, uh, the Petraco family, is just starting to get us some local lettuce. You know, romaine, your red leaf. That's where we got those little gym lettuce, and then you go out into the western slope, and we're getting awesome peaches. We just got our first peaches from Brian Cox at Black Bear. Um, and th- it's great to see Black Bear just rocks the house when it comes to peaches. And actually, Preston, you know, one of the things, if you're going to get the best peach right now, in my opinion, in town, because I got two peaches from two different farmers, and I'm not going to tell you which one I put his up against, but his was markedly better. And that is going to be what Chef Preston is going to be using this week at our local series, Hyper Local Dinner. He's going to be using some peaches from Black Bear. I must be driving Preston crazy because I haven't brought him into the conversation yet. But it's for a reason, Chef. You just hang tight just a second. Um, right now, uh, talking about these dinners, the the young folks and uh, the, just the folks from the Colorado Chefs Association and the apprenticeship program. There's a, a kid. His name is Brandon. Uh, what's Brandon's last name? Hart. Brandon Hart. Brandon Hart. Hart. Brandon Hart's. And he's all heart, Greg. Yeah, he really is. Um, Truly, truly all heart. And I got to thank this gentleman who joined us in studio this evening. His name is Chef Michael Pizzuto and ACF culinary instructor. Um, Welcome to the show, Chef. How are you? Glad to be here. And the timing is perfect because we're looking for enrollments that are just going to get ready to bring in a whole new class of people for the next two years. Yeah, we've got some... um, testing and, and graduating coming up here. But could you, let's just do like Alice in Wonderland and start at the beginning. Um, what is the program? We're unique. Most of the, of almost 2,000 different chapter uh, programs, we have a f- actually paid staff full-time. So that distinguishes us very clearly from volunteerism, you might say. We have teams of uh, for the administration, and then we have executive certified chefs that are the instructors that are also working full-time. So they're not just academic. The, uh, the advantage there, of course, is they're current with their information, their knowledge. They also take in our students that are in the program so that they have not only hands-on real life, they're also getting paid. The big advantage to... Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, they do. So here you come out of right. a program for two years and you're almost tuition-free. Yeah, and they're going to wish they still was still were in the program because they don't have a job yet, and they're or do they get placed what right away? Um, how does that work? One of the requirements to even be in the program is to have a full time job. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, we have one night a week that is academic, so they go to a kitchen. Actually, we're at Metro State uh, University, um, and they'll be there from three until eight o'clock. 
that's when we're going through uh, uh, the most current cooking text that we use. Uh, and that's where they do the fundamentals and the actual hands-on, getting the fundamentals down pat. So with the chefs that are in industry coming in to do that, it's, uh, it's a very high ratio. It's like one to every five students, which is incredible. Um, so how, how, does that, how long are the courses? The, the class is a two-year program. The total combined time that they spend in the program is about 4,000 hours working. The time that they're doing theory and being in the kitchen to practice is about another 580 hours. So when they're coming out, they have an extensive fundamental experience divided between first and second year. So they start with a little more simplified technique uh, the first year, and we can go down that. I'd like to go ahead and put some numbers out so people can call in later and come down and take a look. Uh, and then the second year, they get into the more complex things like the charcuterie and the baking and pastries and things. So you, you go from soup to nuts, man. I mm. mean, all the way through uh, everything that you would need to be trained to get you, to hit the floor running into a kitchen. Actually, we go back uh, and start with history, and then the next thing is sanitation and hygiene. Wow. So we're very concerned that because our staff is looking at meeting all the not only local codes, but internationally and national the, the advantage also is the attaboy thing. We can transfer students to any of the other chapters if they are given an opportunity for growth or for uh, advancement. Uh, we also have students, just like we're talking about this young man that's kind of a superstar right now. He's going to be going over to Spain on, on a special paid uh, tuition with one of the top restaurants in the entire world because of his that's interest fantastic. and ability. Yeah, you, you look at that and... How many people start out in a course and how many people actually finish? There's got to be a dropout rate of people that can't be, uh, you know, two years. And, and uh, you know, it's probably not the easiest time commitment type of thing. So by the end of the, the course, you've probably got some pretty solid options for people to draw from. Typically, as in all the other culinary schools, you know, there's going to be at least a 25 percent uh, dropout rate. Mm -hmm. Our advantage, of course, is that we allow the day that they're in class that they are off their work. We accommodate all the time in their personal life so that they can be in class and still meet all their uh, obligations with their work situation. So the sponsor chefs uh, are also part of the program. A lot of the work that needs to be done not only in class carries over into their actual workplace. So it's a very, very uh, top-heavy instructor-oriented program for people that are, and I have to make this clear, we're looking for people that are looking at it as a professional chef, a baker, a pastry chef. They want to be an owner. They may want to go into all the other diverse areas of culinary. It's not just a cooking class. It's an opportunity that once you have the fundamental cooking skills, my goodness, we've got people that are doing R&D research. We've got food styling photographers. We've got people that are opening up food trucks. They own their own restaurants. I mean, it can go on and on and on. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's an uh, incredible opportunity. The nice part about it is when you walk into the program, the tuition is probably one quarter of it everybody else's. But at the same time, it's including all your books, your tuition. Um, and one more thing that a lot of places don't do, they're in 45 credit hours that transfers to any of the community colleges in Colorado. So that gives them a very big pathway to go on for an Associate of Arts sure. degree right there at Metro 
or into a bachelor's and then go on to a management position if that seems to open up their interest. Chef, I, uh, Brian Freeman here. I've got, I've got a question for you. Usually I don't do this, but I, I'd be curious. Name drop. Tell me some people who have come out of your program and, and are famous, somebody that we all know. Well, let's start with Jason Morris. Let's talk to probably every major chef in the country club and hotels we have right now. I would say 90% that I know personally have gone through the apprenticeship program in years past. And that's where they end up as being as executive chef, a chef owner, Bob Holloway over there with his restaurant on uh, Federal, uh, McCoy's. Very typically, these, these people start their own businesses because they're so qualified and they're not just learning recipes. I have to make a distinction here as an instructor because right now I'm kind of like the director of a team. We work as a team. We're training people to have a bigger view of what culinary is about. We're not just teaching cooking skills. We're looking at the ethics. We're looking at the personality part that goes into dealing with guests. So it's, it's as complex as you can imagine being in the restaurant business. And because they're in the kind of sponsor houses that we provide for them, they're getting a feel for that. Uh, the other advantage, to answer your question a little bit in more depth, all of the growers with Colorado Proud, we actually take field trips, and we're very, very closely connected to using their products. And those people as sponsors know our graduates become the next customer. So that's kind of a real nice symbiosis, I would say, for the way that we're training and working with industry at all the different levels. We'll go down to the potato growers, the lamb council. I mean, I can go on with every product that Colorado produces. Our students are there and personally get to know the, the growers. Yeah, Chef Michael Pizzuto. Uh, Chef, you mentioned that you're wrapping up this semester and you're going to be heading into um, a new one here. And actually, I think people that are listening right now, whether it's either themselves or they have uh, a kid or their wife or husband, whatever it is, uh, you, you may have some interest of folks that would like to know how to reach out. Two things. If you're over 18 years old or you're tired of looking at a computer in a cubicle and you want to change careers where you do something exciting, hands-on, and you do with food, and it's all beautiful and tasting, and you can have creative expression. Listen, we're going to be starting classes September, 10th of September, between now and then, our first orientation is the 27th of August. Our um, apprenticeship administrator, her name is Monica. I'll give you a, may I give a number? Please. Okay. Give her a call, and then we will have a group of people that meet with you, make an initial assessment on what your goals are. But she's at 303-250-3528. And I always like to repeat it twice. I got to do it twice because even on my answering service, leave your number size. 303-250-3528. You're going to be talking to Monica. She's our administrator. And we will set up an arrangement. Here's something else. Being sort of on the director part, our classes are open for people coming in to shadow at any time. You do not need a reservation. Our door is absolutely always open for any class on Mondays and Wednesdays from 3 o'clock until 8 o'clock at the hospitality uh, department at Metro State College. Got that? 3 to 5, Mondays or Wednesdays. First year is Monday. Second year is advanced. Do folks get to work with you, Chef? We do a lot of hands-on. Are you an instructor? 
I, I sort of have revised the program quite a bit, so I'm man, you need heavily, to, people need heavily to involved learn from you. Well, I want to yeah. sign up just to, to hear from you every day. Well, here's how we do it. Here's how we do it. <laughs> the teaching good. model is this: that I stress stress on all the people that are coming in to help with the teaching. We go from simple to complex, and then we go in sequential order. It seems reasonable to start with someone that's not familiar with terms, technologies, techniques, to make them comfortable. Because when using a 10-inch French knife that's as sharp as a razor blade, you really should know how to do it to be able to then go on to the chapter that talks about knife cuts, and you need to make a fine brunoise, which is one sixteenth of an inch cube, for instance, and etc. So we use that policy when we're training to make sure that we're, we're like helicopter chefs. We're watching everything they're doing to make sure that they get the fundamental technique down. Because when they're on their own, this has to be imparted as just a natural habit. The values, the idea of waste, of sustainability, the sanitation, we're very, very conscious of meeting not only the state um, sanitation requirements, but we're saying, you know, when you put a plate out, you don't always need the opportunity to go and meet the customer at the table. But just as one of our other guests was speaking, Gigi, when that food comes out, it should look a work of art. The challenge that I give to everyone coming in, if I may just get off track a little teeny bit here, and I challenge all the students in every class for the last 10 years, name one other profession in the entire world where you can grow the product, you can harvest it, you can uh, clean it, you know a recipe, you can produce it, and you can turn it into a form of art. And the last thing is, of course, we're continuing life to make it enjoyable. Any other profession, somebody... Let's give it up to Chef. Listen, somebody is either cutting the wood, they're fixing the machinery. I mean, brain surgeons, everybody, but the chef has this unique capacity to take it from the dirt to the table to life. Greg, don't you love how he's so humble? Like, talk about, like, Japan, maybe? Do you know anything about Japan? I've spent more time in Japan than any other country out of USA. Oh, and and you don't know how to all ice sculpt, I bet, right? I uh, had a little chance to work with some ice for the last 40 years. Of I think course. Brian's probably reading the bio. Chef, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I, you know, I think you found your calling, and this means so much to a lot of people. Uh, but with people like you, Chef Michael Pizzuto, uh, I got to tell you that we could spend two hours with you, and you're welcome back anytime on the show. And the uh, Colorado Chefs Association apprenticeship program is near and dear to all of our hearts. So let's keep beating the drum, my friend. Let me give one more minute. Because we have to go over that phone number one more time. Okay, okay we got to do it. 303-250-3528. Talk to Monica. Orientation is 27th of August, and we will be happy to talk to anybody that's over 18 up to 50. Just come down. We will hand guide you through what you have to do. I better decide whether I want what I want to do with my life soon then because 50 is the cutoff. <laughs> Chef, thank you so much. I appreciate you giving us the opportunity, and the timing is perfect. Yeah. Very nice, so Chef. That very nice. Very nice. Okay. Uh, listen, that you, you heard it right there from Chef. And if you're interested in that at all, he gave out the phone number a couple of times, but you can also um, contact us through the show, and we'd be happy to move you along to um, get you in contact with those folks. So uh, we're going to do this. Chef Preston Phillips, I promise, man, it's, it's <laughs> next right here. Chef Preston Phillips, uh, executive chef and owner of Grind Kitchen and Watering Hole in Cherry Creek. He's up next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path. 
through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully source spices and herbs, enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the taproom and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com, and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things, a dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvada. It's like a party in the studio right now as we're doing the Modern Eater Show live. And I got to tell you, it's Gluten-Free Things. Uh, you just heard from them right there that um, a, a proud sponsor of the Modern Eater Show, but it's for a reason. And I got to tell you that um, gluten-free things you may hear on other shows, you may hear whatever, but gluten-free things is really your homegrown local uh, gluten-free vegan bakery in Arvada. So I encourage you to get a hold of John Irvin and gluten-free things because that gentleman is moving mountains to help folks out that are either lifestyle, celiacs, um, or just intolerant to gluten altogether. So 
John Irvin's doing great work with gluten-free things, and Chef Keegan Gerhardt, a fan of John's as well, used his waffle mix in the um, last dinner, which was just a, a bang-up to everybody else. They really had no idea that it was gluten-free, which that's the whole point of it. You want your gluten-free stuff to taste like it's not gluten-free, just like all of the great items that you love to have, the cupcakes. and taste like John yeah, had a great time. It's not supposed to taste like the box that it comes out of. That's right. Okay, we're going to continue on right now. So we're going to spend a couple of minutes with Chef Preston Phillips right now, but then we're going to hold him over through the top of the hour. But when you get guys like uh, Chef Emma Nemechek coming in studio, that's going to do a cooking demonstration for us live on our Facebook as well. And then Chef Patrick Hartnett. These are two chefs that are going to be participating in week four of the summer dinner series as the ACF chefs uh, unite and put together a delicious dinner. Tickets are on sale now. You can just go to Facebook and Google the Modern Eaters Summer Dinner Series, and you'll see Chef Preston Phillips and Chef uh, the chefs of the ACF together right there. Chef Preston, welcome to the show right now. How are you, sir? Very good. Thank you. Oh, it's good to see you. First of all, participating in the Summer Dinner Series, you probably didn't know what to expect at first, but now you've seen two dinners under the belt, right? Yes. Pretty, pretty exciting. I'm very excited. Uh, it's going to be a great time for us. Um, so we're doing five courses. So it's uh, me and a couple of my guys teamed up with Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. We're going to throw down five courses. And Bull and Bush. Too, and, Bull right? and Bush. And Bull and Bush as well. And Rocker Spirits. Not to leave that. out. And Rocker Spirits is heading up uh, Spirits is heading up Cocktail Hour, uh, 5.30 to 6.30. Dinner starts at 6.30. Um, so, yeah, we're going to lay down five courses all five paired courses, up. So I want to tease the courses through the top of the hour. Okay. So we're going to go through all, we're going to spend 15 minutes talking about this menu you've dreamed up. Alrighty. And you love working with seasonal products. And, I do. And great ingredients. And you kind of, um, you really appreciated when we said, okay, here's all the growers organic. What farm are we pairing him up with? Is it Berg? Well, tonight, yeah, we're going to have Berg for cherries and we're going to have uh, Black Bear for peaches. Yeah, because Paonia is doing a great job yep. with and, the cherries. But right. we're also getting our friends back from uh, South River Aquaponics. I believe that we just picked up some more mushrooms. Oh, that's right. So from them, I, I gotta talk know? about them as well. South River Aquaponics. So you guys stick around. Hour two is going to be coming up. Um, hour two is always really fun. And as as we have uh, Chef Patrick Hartnett coming in the studio with Chef Emma Nemechek, the world traveler, um, she's going to put together a delicious dessert for us. And then what what's uh, Chef Hartnett going to put together, Jay? My f- absolute one of my favorite things in the world, pesto. 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 Homemade pesto. All right. All on camera. So if you're listening to us over the air on 630 KHOW, why don't you jump on Facebook. Check out the Modern Eater page. We are streaming live right now on Facebook. We'll be back with Hour 2 momentarily. I'm out of my tweet. It's time for the second course. Hour number two of the Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Okay, here we go. We'll kick it off. Hour two of the Modern Eater show. Live on iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Um, Jay yeah. is working the camera right now. But get on Old Facebook. Facebook. Get on well, Facebook. I, I, Check you know, this out. I'm on the microphone, too. Yes. But I'm doing uh, doing Emma Nemechek's setup over here for something that I used. I, you know, it's worth a thousand words. But, uh, yeah, go to the Facebook Live and you can see it. Live on Facebook right now, the Modern Eater is what you just need to find. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in this evening. The uh, party started because Chef Emma Nemechek is... 
assembling some delicious desserts. Uh, Chef Emma Nemechek uh, from the Omni Interlochen Resort. Um, it really just worth your while to uh, get acquainted with Chef Emma Nemechek and her desserts and pastries as we come off of week two of the summer dinner series with one probably one of the most world-renowned pastry chefs, uh, Chef Keegan Gerhard. I think that uh, he would appreciate what um, what's happening in the iHeart Studios right now. We continue. You can get your tickets for the summer dinner series as we stagger them out one week at a time. But week one was Chef Kerry Baird sold out. Chef Keegan Gerhardt last Tuesday sold out. Chef Preston Phillips. Just a couple of tickets left for Chef Preston Phillips for this next Tuesday. So you can get yours at summerdinnerseries.com. And then um, I'm looking forward to the ACF Chef's Dinner, which uh, will uh, comprise of Colorado Chefs Association chefs, uh, uh, J.P. Krause, and uh, we've got, uh, I, I can do the list, watch, in my head. You want me to do it one last time? Chef J.P. Krause, you're going to have a Chef Christopher Dijon. You're going to have Chef Pearson uh, Shields. You're going to have his sous chef, Matthew, which I don't know his last. I know it, but I can't pronounce it. Uh, you're going to have Chef Christopher Moore, Chef Patrick Hartnett, Chef uh, Jason Morris, Chef Jesper Janssen, Chef Emma Nemechek, and Chef David Lewis. Those will be your 10 chefs. For one dinner. So. Did you get press Chef uh, Pearson? I did. I okay. did. Yep. Good job. Good job. And then after that, you're going to have Chef Daniel Asher and then Chef Brother Luck, Chef Kyle Mendenhall, and then a chef that we're just going to say, buy your tickets. You won't be disappointed for <laughs> the last week of the summer dinner series. So buy your tickets now. On deck, and I call him the... Um, he's a special man, and, and I call him Yoda because he truly is age at 25 He's one I'm of the, 26 now. You're Kurt. 26 now. One of the most advanced chefs. I call him uh, Denver's uh, youngest chefs to watch, and his name is Chef Preston Phillips. He's close to my heart. He has a restaurant in Cherry Creek called Grind Kitchen and Watering Hole on 300 Fillmore Street. Chef, welcome back to the show. Let's talk food. What do you think? Uh, well, thanks for having me, Greg. Uh, yeah, so the dinner's coming up on Tuesday, the Are 17th. Excited? Very excited. Because this is a chef table experience, and a lot of times when you're in the kitchen at Grind, you know, people aren't seeing you assemble dishes and, and really what it takes to run a kitchen, but you're looking forward to jumping out uh, and, and in front of people at an intimate 40-seat dinner to be able to cook in front of them, right? Right. So the way the space is set up is there is an actual working line in this uh, banquet hall, if you will, that will seat 40 or more, probably in this case, Um but no, it's perfect for doing a live interactive uh, chef demo slash uh, dinner. So uh, the way it's set up is there's going to be a open fire Santa Maria grill is the style of grill that we're going to use. Um, I don't think I'm going to use the smoker. We might bring in the flat top or rearrange some. The it, It's configurable for multiple different situations. So there's multiple ways that we can play with it. It's a really fun space. Um, You've got tons of great colorado products to work with you've chosen uh redbird and lamb that's coming from a place called eaton colorado up by Greeley. his name's mike harper from harper feeders 
the lamb's coming fresh to you on Monday morning. Hopefully that's enough time for you to be able to have it. If not, we'll go get it tomorrow for you. Oh, yeah. I think you guys should drive up all together on Monday and do a little video with Preston on Monday. I think you're right. Man. So giving you these great, fresh Colorado products and having a couple of stellar breweries like Bowling Bush and Intrepid Sojourner, um, you've got all the makings to put together a five-course meal that's really going to wow Chef Phillips. Yes. So uh, to get started off, first course, um, if we want to go into that now, is that appropriate, Greg? Yeah, please. All right. I'm just liking your dimples <laughs> on Facebook Live. Your dimples are... Uh, that should be a course in itself, folks. Greg's man so, so for in course, that's interesting. For course, is it weird that I'm one. hungry all of a sudden? Is that weird? <laughs> Easy, Jay. You're doing a great job on the camera, by the way, Jay Parker. There wouldn't go that far. Course one, <laughs> Chef Preston. So course one. So we're gonna do uh, the word fancy toast is going around. Everyone's doing fancy toast. Uh, this is just gonna be a Colorado style bruschetta. If you want to call it a fancy toast, uh, you can. But instead of you know going uh, mozzarella, we're gonna do goat cheese. So we're gonna use use this grill. Hopefully, we can use this grill, and we're gonna um, toast this uh, or grill this toast open fire. Uh, so it'll be in, uh, individual serving. So we're going to smear the goat cheese, uh, slice the peaches, heirloom tomatoes, uh, basil, balsamic, very, very fresh. Um, that's going to be the first course. I call it big-time bruschetta right there. That's what you're making. It's going to be tasty. Um, it's going to be juicy. It's going to be tasty. Uh, second course, also going to be juicy and tasty. So we're going to use watermelons. Uh, we're going to make a classic watermelon arugula feta salad. I'm going to try my best to break down this watermelon live on stage. It shouldn't take that much time to... Skin and and cube this watermelon for the chef. Salad and, do you and do want a big f- bulk, full size, big? Do you want a big boy or you want some little ones? Uh, big boys will be easier because I can do two, and then two big boys should be an uh, three big boys should be enough for forty people. Okay, so about sixty pounds. They're running about twenty oh, pounds that each. Yeah, they're I nice. I don't eat them that big. Okay, I mean, seated, unseated, ideally unseated. I've got them. <laughs> All right, yeah. I can take the seeds out if you need somebody. <laughs> of course you can. Dude. That's what I do. <laughs> third third course third course so uh this is where it gets family style this is where it gets fun so um, we're gonna spatchcock these chickens so we're gonna brine um i'm gonna go into the whole brining process why that's important for this particular dinner um with this particular course brining chicken is a is a very important thing that is dear to my heart because we specialize in chicken at the restaurant um and i always try to implement um the importance of brining chicken and why that particular technique and cooking is so important and it's very um, often looked over and a lot of people consider it not to be important. It is very important, especially in this dish. So the whole time we're doing first and second course, these chickens will be cooking and we'll kind of go over the chicken uh, throughout the dish or throughout the courses. I'll have my guys in the back uh, manning the grill. Your guys Um, have a name and I think that they're very uh, uh, Connor. So my brother Connor. Yep. And uh, another Jake. one of our guys, Jake, um, will be helping me throughout this entire thing. Um, it'll be fun for them. They're young guys, uh, younger than me. <laughs> so, <laughs> young and um, eager. It'll be that they they haven't had a real experience like this um, before in their culinary career. So it'll be a fun time for them to to see that side of it, which I'm excited for for them because um, it's not one that they usually see. Um, so that'll be fun for those guys. Um, and then we're going to go into fourth course. I'm excited about this course. So this is my favorite course of all of them. They're all going to be awesome. But the fourth course, I feel like, is going to be extremely um, nice. So 
we're getting leg of lamb, so we're gonna break down the leg of lamb, and we're gonna. So the leg of lamb is very nice when it's uh, deboned, and you can cut through. When you get into these muscles, these muscles are like puzzles. So when you break them all down, um, you get individual muscles that run through this silver skin or sinewin or whatever you want to call it. And uh, when you get into the leg of lamb in particular, um, it's very, um, it's very much like cutting out individual pork tenderloin pieces, and you can grill them up to a nice. Uh, medium rare and they're awesome uh, so this is also another family style course so it'll be multiple just different cuts like that cooked to medium medium rare and you taught more me well something done if you like about you need to use the hind legs for this yeah so it's, it's it's different so you can't use the front legs you can only use the hind legs the front legs are or it, it's the shoulder meat there's not uh, much there the butt end is where all the the muscles are and it's that particular it's kind of like on a on a hog how you like to have the certain cut that's going to be the shoulder you know so you want that for certain um you know barbecuing techniques and it's much fattier mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's just different texture overall so well but you know what you told us some interesting facts about that the other night i don't know if you remember that the how many pieces of like tenderloin meat are on those back legs yeah, there's like six to nine of them I, there's there's quite a few maybe it, it depends on how big the lamb is too how 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 much you're getting i find that just super fascinating to just to think i i very few people get to work with whole protein and get to break something down like that and so i don't think many people understand right you know well when we first opened the restaurant i was getting in whole whole lamb for a minute there and so i did have the chance to break down these these cuts and try to play with them and experiment with them and um that was fun but we had to change things a little bit and i couldn't get the whole lambs in anymore because you, sometimes you just can't pull off everything so um It'll be fun to get that back into my um, going of cooking with your repertoire, of, repertoire of, of, tools, of, of whole yeah. primal parts like that. It's fun. It's fun to break them down. It's fun to cook them. Um, having the, the open flame um, is going to be fun as well. So it'll be those different. I'll have the lamb broken down, sliced up multiple temperatures for however you like that. Um, fava beans um, are going to be the hummus uh, base so we're going to shuck and, and blanch fresh fava beans and make that hummus that day that'll be awesome um so and the naan as well so we're going to have oh, some fresh naan going so we're going to use uh the grill for the naan as well so we're going to grill the naan fresh you realize we're inside i realize we're inside if i can't do it all inside we'll do it outside <laughs> and we'll bring it in but regardless we're going to use that grill hot these days yeah um, either way, I, we have backup plans to make anything work. So regardless, it's going to be a good time. It'll be the same. That course, I'm just so looking forward to. It just seems yeah. so thoughtfully worked out in your mind, and you're, re you're locked and loaded on that one, yeah. ready to go. So the idea is that we're, we're making little hand tacos, I guess. So you're, you know, you're taking, you're, you're ripping off a big, you know, long, almost probably going to be an upwards of two feet worth of bread that we're going to lay out on this table. Wow, to, really? You know, it'll be, you know, so every four to six heads, we'll get, you know, big piece of naan, kind of rip it or, you know, we can cut it up, whichever one. But the idea is that, you know, you take a piece of naan, take that medium rare lamb, swipe it through the hummus, and that's your little hand taco, much like the third course where we're doing the chicken. If you want to have a little um, drumstick and kind of eat it like that, barbecue style, um, or if you want to take a nice piece of white meat, a nice breast that's easily shreddable, you can make a little hand taco with some of uh, Richard's uh, tortillas that he's going to bring for us. Little there. Rich is bringing tortillas he's for bring tortillas out. Rockalitas. So that'll be a fun course as well. Um, going into the dessert course. You're just calling Emma, right? 
Eminem and Jack needs to just come in and I, I think you're looking forward to this. You, you do a lot of <laughs> you, you do a lot of great desserts at Grind though. I do. It's not my specialty, but you know when we I, I don't run a ton of them, so the ones that I do do I try to make them uh, nice and and you know they're not just the simplest thing to do. Um, you know I'm not just setting out a bunch of creme brulees and firing them as we need them. You know it's kind of I'm going to try to step uh, it up a Jay, little bit. You were there Jay, with I was going to say, yeah. listen, I have some inside knowledge because I watched him uh, flame up this uh, baked Alaska the other day. And uh, he makes his own ice cream. And so while I was there, you know, he was making his own ice cream. And so that was just kind of a fun thing to know because it's so easy to just buy ice cream and, right. and scoop it out. But you right. take, you know, the little extra time you make it. And the well, baked Alaska a, was delicious. It's a crazy fact. I did not know this. And people are going to want to kill me for this. But a lot of these ice cream shops around town, they, they all use the same ice cream base. No one is really making anglaise or making a real ice cream base in these ice cream shops. Interesting. It's the craziest thing. They all use the same base, uh, base yeah. and they flavor the base from there. I, I probably and, 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 and <laughs> Emma, and come so, on over and, here. Let's and get someone Emma, told me. And Emma someone told me it. that. And and ice cream is something that I like. It's it's a potential concept that I could I, I could see myself having an ice cream shop and doing some some bang up stuff. And uh, Emma Nemechek's gonna. Join it broke the my heart when 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 one of my old pastry chefs. She's currently that that's what she does. And uh, the, all these guys use the same bag in the box ice cream base and I found that to be amazing and it's because when you have an anglaise and we, we can talk about this too you can't make uh, anglaise in that big of a batch because when you're tempering the eggs when you're when you're dealing with all this stuff you can't have 60 gallons of like these guys are pumping out mad ice cream you can't have 60 gallons of of, of a time sensitive um, egg yolk anglaise you um, and I will have to go out on, up, on, on a field trip. It. It, it can't be controlled. Chef, let me check. Yeah. Do you make your own ice cream? So, yes. Uh, um, the first, like, uh, three months, I think, uh, when we got, because I wanted um, ice cream maker. My hotel didn't have any before. So I said, you know, let's turn out our own ice cream. We can flavor our stuff, you know, from scratch, which I've been trying to do from scratch, you know, um, up it up a little bit. And so he's right, though. It's like like summer comes, here comes summer, and then we just, like, sell a lot of ice cream banana split and this amount whatever i'm like we cannot keep up and so we would use i would use tilt skillet like 10 gallons max but then a couple of days later they're they're running out so that's all we do my cooks that's all we basically do so yeah we resorted to doing like uh, our own flavor stuff for the restaurants we we, we turn our uh, we do our base ice cream and then we buy um the, the bulk of it for the other outlets so, so he's right yeah that's pretty cool to have a you know what I would call one-off restaurant in the heart of Cherry Creek that you know he's paying attention to his ingredients and his products as well. So that's pretty cool, Preston. What's the what's the dessert course that you're going to do? So they have a soft serve machine in the space at Barbecue Supply. Um, so we're going to try to use that, and uh, I'm going to make a, a an ice cream base, an, an anglaise ice cream base. So anglaise is just the the art of tempering uh, hot cream sugar um, with egg yolks. And, and that's how you really get a nice, thick, fatty um, ice cream base. Sometimes you notice when you when you get some ice cream, some places it's 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 it feels light. It doesn't feel like uh, butter and and fatty in your mouth, if you will. It's all about the the mouth feel with ice cream for me. And you to achieve that, you really have to make it yourself. Um, so we're gonna make a base ourselves. We're gonna put it in that um, soft serve machine. We're gonna spit it out. We're gonna freeze it, um, and we're gonna incorporate cherries into this dessert somehow we're going to macerate these cherries the red wine something um to really bring out the best flavor in these cherries even though they're already going to be tasty. how about some uh, bourbon 
We can. Oh yeah, rockers, rocker bourbon or rocker uh, that, whiskey. That's not a terrible idea, is it? No, it's not. I think that'd be great. And how can we put a brownie in there? Well, it's gonna. <laughs> I already have an idea. It's not a brownie, Greg. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is it? Um, so I'm gonna. I want Skittles in mine, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's thanks, man. Idea? So we're gonna. It's gonna almost uh, like a cherry. Um, Shortcake, almost like you have a strawberry shortcake, wow. kind of a similar um, bottom base to start with. Because when we're so we're doing a, a, so a dinner a for forty, cake. Uh, I don't know, but but that <laughs> idea of the the cake with the cherries. But I want to use the ice cream as well. Um, but when you're plating up, you know, something like this for forty, and you want it all to be nice, um, you know, it's it's hard for timing for ice cream, especially times or temperature sensitive stuff. So I want to lay down this idea of the cake with the macerated cherries and then we're going to come around and we're going to try to scoop that ice cream fresh for everyone so everyone gets a fresh non-melted perfectly pristine scoop on their plate otherwise it's it's inevitable that by the time the ice cream scoop gets to your plate that it's going to be melted let's hope so we don't want that right we 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 want we want it to be fresh i'm right with um and it's totally feasible for for 40 people if it was 85 I, i would say probably not um, but since it is gonna uh, only going to be 40, 50, then still, that's going to be fine. <laughs> You're going to be okay. We'll Chef Preston, where did you get your training? Um, so my parents had restaurants growing up, uh, Fast Casual uh, in, in Alabama, where I was born. Um, went to finish up high school in Tampa, Florida. After that, went to culinary school um, at AI in, in Tampa. Art but Institute you really always had a passion. Like This was the kid that would rush home after school and try and do, cook something for himself and master recipes and watch stuff on television. It's just really always been in your blood, hasn't it? It has, but you don't really find that until a certain point in your life through mm-hmm. working in different places or through going to school or meeting certain people. Um, and I just felt, I just fell in love with like the day one of culinary school. I was like, this is going to be it. This is going to be cool. Um, like I, if- I was not the best culinary student on, on paper. Um, I did not like to write my recipes. I uh, did, you know, I, I was a subpar student um, very much, but I enjoyed, I took in more than the people that say were more on top of the recipe cards or more on top of this, that, and the other. It was much, um, it was much more than that for me. I tried yeah. to take away, you know, you, you try to gain more personal relationships with the instructor as opposed to, you know, just doing his homework or just, you know, saying, yes, chef, or, you know, you try to take a second and say, hey, you know, how was your day today? You know, this, that, and the other. Try to be a little bit more personable and, you know, and work as well. And, you know, in in the real world, you know, it's outside of school, you know, when you take these tactics to, you know, be more, you know, realistic with, you know, your stuff, you know, you try to be more personal, you try to be more one-on-one. It'd be like, you know, me, you know, approaching Mr. Michael over here, you know, uh, you know, in, in a, in a more casual way as to saying, you know, me walking in the room today and saying, Hey, chef Michael, how was your day today? You know, uh, you know, like, Hey Mike, you know, how's it going? You know, cause that's, that's real, you know, it's, it's different. So you take a real approach to your food and the way that you've developed your recipes as well, which I can appreciate. Chef, stick around. I love these types of conversations. And Chef Emma Nemechek, is, um, she's put together some delicious desserts for us. I want to know what they are. And then we're going to get Chef Patrick Hartnett involved in the show as well. And then we're going to hear from uh, Little Rich Schneider from Rockalitas Tortillas, who's been such a great advocate of the Modern Eater show and has gone to every single one of these dinners from the 
uh, day one with Chef Kerry Baird, and I have a feeling he'll be there all the way until the last dinner throughout the summer. So thank you for spending your summer with us. We appreciate it. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the dinners as well if you've come to join us uh, with those dinners. You can check out themoderneater.com. Lots of recaps, um, lots of promotional stuff, lots of photos, and uh, thank you again, Gigi Youngblood who's uh, done great work getting some photos from the dinners as well. I think that she'll probably work for food. We could probably invite her back, and she'll take some more <laughs> photos for it as well. So um, the Summer Dinner Series, summerdinnerseries.com, benefiting the ACF uh, Colorado Chefs Association Apprenticeship Program. So happy to have you here on a Saturday night. We'll be back in a flash on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video too. TheModerneater.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Hi, this is Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Spring is here, and it's time to check out our spring lineup of Belgian-style ales. We have classic Belgian styles like doubles and triples, quads, wit beers, and Belgian IPAs, plus spring seasonals, fruit beers, wild beers, and barrel-aged specialties. All of our beers are handcrafted in small batches and served fresh. Brews Beers is in Midtown at 67th and Pecos. We're open seven days a week with great food trucks every day and loads of free parking. We're even dog-friendly. And if you're planning a business or private event, we'll host it for you and make it a memorable experience. Find out why everyone's talking about the award-winning Belgian-style beers at Brews. Remember to check out our website, brewsbeers.com, for upcoming taproom and special bottle releases. For great Belgian-style beers, it's Brews Beers, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. See you soon. Okay, back to the show in just a minute. We're setting up a delicious dessert tray and also some uh, pesto that uh, Chef Hartnett put together for us here. And uh, right now, Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, I talk about the guy all the time, and there's a great reason for it, because he is uh, the master when it comes to installation of tap lines. Uh, chances are, if you're at a brewery or a restaurant in town that's pouring delicious craft beer, um, Jeff Rourke probably had his hands involved in it. Uh, he can put an A-plus report card together for you to tell you what you need to do to get your draft system up to par, or he can do a 
full build-out for you. He can add lines for you. He can pretty much do anything. Your glycol system having a problem, he'll make sure that he uh, gets it all squared away for you. 20 years in the business, he's a family man. Uh, these are the type of people that you want to do business with. When I tell you hyper-local, I truly mean it. And if you're pouring inefficient beer, you're doing what, Brian? You're pouring your money down the drain. Please don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. None better. Uh, 720. 272-3809. A proud supporter of the Modern Eater Show. Jeff Rourke, 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke in A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny. We all love Belgian beer. Brewmaster at Brews Beers. What the f***'s wrong with you? <laughs> You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, we went long on that segment. We're behind just a bit. So what I want to do is tell you to rush over to Facebook Live right now. Um, we're getting our live stream together, and we appreciate you tuning in over the uh, airwaves uh, right here on 630 How. But uh, what we're going to do is get all these desserts ready to go. We've got a half an hour left in the show. It is 730 on 630 KHOW. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be back in two minutes right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video too. TheModerneater.com Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hey, Colorado chefs. Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledge sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow. How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Ultra Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. 
We just saw some delicious pesto um, being made here in the studios at iHeart and Chef Patrick Hartnett. These are going to be great dinners, um, especially the uh, Colorado Chefs Association dinner that 10 chefs are going to be getting together. Summer Dinner Series. Um, dot com is where you can get your tickets. Chef Preston Phillips still in studio with us, as well as Chef Emma Nemechek and Chef Patrick Hartnett. You guys have really put it together. Thank you so much. Uh, that pesto you whipped together in, I think, four minutes there, Chef. I think it was under two, but who was counting? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go there? I was timing it, Chef. It may have seemed like two to you. But it was in reality for an eternity to everybody else because I, they want to know, eat it. I hear that often from my wife. <laughs> Love it. Usually it's the other way around. <laughs> Usually it's less than a minute, Chef. <laughs> I don't know. He's trying to hold his water in. <laughs> the Summer Dinner Series. SummerDinnerSeries.com. I laid it on you guys. I think we were at a meeting uh, just this past Monday, and I said, mm. you know what, week four um, – I pushed you guys up to the fourth week of the summer dinner series and, and so happy that 10 chefs stepped up to the plate and, and you two guys being one of them, chef Emma and chef Patrick, um, you guys looking forward to the dinner? Oh yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's very exciting now with all these other chefs that we all know and love. And, um, you know, we get together with these big events quite often. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's just, there's just nothing better. You know, I love it. Um, because you can you can actually collaborate. You can say, "Hey, well, that's very nice." You know, maybe I'll take some of that home with me and sure. you know use it for my own. Um, so there's always that. And, yeah, you know, learn from each other. Yeah. <laughs> so with seasonal products that we're going to get into here and kind of the hyper local theme, mm -hmm. and with beer pairings, um, very exciting. I, Emma's course that was kind of a no brainer. What we were going to put her on, although I think one time we should do something where Emma. You're not allowed to do pastries or, or dessert. Bring I'm, it on. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, let me tell you a little story about when we did a throwdown for the ACF at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science. And um, I think it was a nacho throwdown with uh, Rich here. And uh, Literally. A uh, yeah, it was a nacho throwdown. And I think seven chefs came with their dishes. And who won? Emma. Emma. Did she? Chef, I don't remember. You won something at... The Denver Museum of Nature and Science. You won an award from Rich. Uh, okay. Maybe it wasn't sure, nachos. I'll take it, but it was. Nachos. It was not nachos. I don't think so. It was the uh, Colorado lamb, but that wasn't a taco. I'd... Maybe it was tacos. Maybe okay. I'm older. We'll and go with have that a then. Poor memory. <laughs> <laughs> he just had a bunch of basil sniffing, and maybe. <laughs> Were you smoking the basil? <laughs> I had a big bag of herb, but it was uh, just basil. Just basil. Right. It was just basil. So, getting you guys together is a really special treat for one night. It's the 24th of July. It's a Tuesday. Um, again, SummerDinnerSeries.com. Uh, you're looking at Chef uh, and President of the Colorado Chefs Association, J.P. Krause, along with Chef Christopher Dijon, um, Chef Pearson Shields, uh, his sous chef at the Hyatt is Matt. Um, Matt will be there as well. Then you have Patrick Hartnett, Chef Patrick Hartnett, along with Chef Christopher Moore. And then you've got um, Chef Jesper Janssen with Chef Jason Morris and Chef Emma Nemechek and Chef uh, David Lewis will round off the ticket for that night and 10 chefs um, you guys work all so well together mm -hmm. I think that um, you know pairing you up per course and I know 
chef we talked a little bit and you were like well i'm excited kind of to maybe do a southwestern influence dish and and work with chilies and and uh, some other great seasonal ingredients i don't know whether you know this about me but i'm a uh a balcony urban jalapeno farmer oh so interesting i, I maybe i'll have that uh, it yields about three of them a year so nice i'll bring two nice <laughs> wow if that's okay a bumper crop. <laughs> <laughs> i'll bring two of those i out. think i have that plant's brother <laughs> on my balcony they're <laughs> doing much better this year we got my jalapenos this year for from osage gardens yeah and um our friends and you want to hear something funny is tonight chef emma nemetchek Put Osage Gardens edible flowers on top of those beautiful desserts. Oh, that's cool. What a Yay! little non fact. What a coincidence. Yep. Um, the chefs will also be using, and new friends of the show, these guys are great. Um, I actually had a birthday dinner with both Peter Ullman and his wife, Amanda Ullman, from South River Aquaponics. Um, their mushrooms, I just think, are out of this world. That butter uh, crunch lettuce that we had that we were eating like potato chips on our road trip. Yep. And um, the basil from them as well. You know, we're going to source basil from various places. But um, South River Aquaponics, we're looking forward to them participating in this dinner as well. So we're just kind of keeping it all in the family, guys. Oh, of course. All in the family, which is the way that it needs to be. Uh, Emma, what are you going to dream up for dessert? I want something out of this world special. I'm excited. I uh, I just need to wait uh, what we have uh, in the way of ingredients. Let's so figure it out. Right. Let's hash it out right now. What do there you, you for, go. For, are we talking Tuesday night issue? Has your guest appearance with uh, Chef Preston? Is that what are we? Nope. Tuesday are we say- night. <laughs> the, the, the ACF dinner. The 24th. Yeah. The 24th. Okay. Well, we do have peaches will be in full, full swing. Peaches will be awesome. Um, okay. Tail end of cherries. Uh, we will have some cherries, actually. Probably. We're actually um, even talking about doing something special with the cherries. It's so, so weird how Palisade and then Paonia, they're not too far apart, but just geography-wise, that Palisade, two weeks before Paonia exactly. with the cherries. Yeah. And so the, the influx of cherries that just came out uh, a few weeks back, but now here's another wave of the Colorado cherries yep. coming out. And the Palisades Paonia. are actually done. The Palisade are they? cherries are, yeah. Gosh, all but when we were there. Not there. They were kind of in full swing when we were there we in started, May. Yeah. It, or no, June. June. In June. June. Right at the beginning of June is when it, it first started and they right. started picking that second week of June. But then, Very uh, short. Um, no, it's actually about the, it, it was really hot this year. Okay. So the, the crop, I think they came on a little early cause they wanted to stop watering. So you don't get splits and I stuff see. like that. But Paonia is about two to three weeks behind. Um, and so it's in a little Canyon that we, we went and visited with, uh, the Berg family. And so we, we potentially can have peaches from them and we'll have peaches from our friends at black bear, but also our friends at big bees who I, I, part of me feels like we should get some of their cider for one of our dinners. Maybe uh, maybe a guest appearance for that last dinner there. Their yeah. hard cider. Yeah, their hard cider is good, good stuff. But they, so there's that kind of stuff, Emma, that we can okay. bring in and um, you know. Well, definitely, uh, me and uh, Chef uh, David Lewis will talk about it. But you you mentioned um, peaches. Uh, it would be great if we do like you know we soak that or do a sort of like a peach compote, uh, drizzle a bottle of or. Uh, not half or half a bottle of like bourbon, like local bourbon spirits from. We uh, got you, know? spirits. and then Ooh. so we put in like fresh uh, local uh, uh, blackberries in there. So it's blackberry, peach, cobbler, 
and then all the modes probably Ooh. we can turn uh-huh. i can do the, the bass but again that's up to you know yeah you, know, you have to collaborate we have to, we have to collaborate but that's just you know it's like i think david will want some chocolate in there yeah I think i'm david just guessing there you go. And <laughs> I think you're right <laughs> Um, I do find that that's going to be one of the very interesting things that people are going to witness right there is live is t- these are going to be 10 chefs that are all big names in their self in themselves absolutely. and they're going to be trying to collaborate together. I mean, I'm sure there'll obviously be a lot of planning before, but it's going to be interesting to see them work together that night. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those people came out from the ACF and supported that first dinner with Carrie Baird. And I thought that was so awesome because you had, you know, big name chefs just running plates to the table but they were educated and experienced and so it's really going to be neat maybe you guys can help me out with this so i know that so jp kraus he's taken a a role with u.s foods right um chef christopher dijon he's the stadium chef for um for mile high stadium and the guy's responsibilities are vast when it comes to uh, creating recipes what works you know food costs um, that guy's job is incredible. And then to see him at the first dinner, you know, these chefs are so selfless that he'd even clear a plate if he had to, you know, and each and every one of us obviously would do that. Um, but uh, Preston, you're not going to clear anybody's plate, <laughs> plate are you? No. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things to when I look at the Colorado Chefs Association that it's uh, all for one and one for all. And truly, this dinner is going to be that type of atmosphere to where if you're done with course two or three, you're going to be jumping in to uh-huh. see who needs to help with what. And Emma, I'm sure you're going to do the Definitely. same as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going to make this a unique experience. Uh, do, have you collaborated yet with um, Christopher Moore? Chef Christopher Moore also works with you at the Nature and Science Museum. Right, he does. He's our, he's our executive chef at the museum. And he was in Montrose with the um, Lamb Association and Woolgrove's for the past week so we met on Friday briefly and as you know the museum had about eight to twelve thousand guests on Friday just like every other day and um, we never really got a chance to talk again but uh, we're gonna talk this Monday and you guys are figured out rock out this is gonna be one for the books and if we can send one or two uh, folks through the apprenticeship program it's a win all the way around. That's it. It's all about the the next and upcoming upcoming uh, chefs that we that we have in the organization. You know, Emma Emma knows that we need to educate these kids, and and they need to realize, hey, this is my profession. This is what I should be um, gathering up to to put in my quiver. You know, some um, just working with other chefs and learning. I, I, well said, Chef uh, Chef Patrick Hartnett. Uh, you're looking forward to jumping back in that kitchen and and um, making some delicious magic for folks. I think that uh, Southwestern twist is going to be great. Um, I do know that um, they're looking forward to, uh, from the Hyatt is um, Chef Pearson uh, Shields, and I I think they want to do some sort of dumpling, uh, which which could be delicious as well. And then if you know anything about um, Chef Jason Morris, He's going to excel in a place called Barbecue Supply Company. And the toy, he's meeting us down there on Monday at three o'clock for a meeting. And he says, I'm going to show you guys something barbecue related that you've never, ever seen. Yeah, Em and I were talking at the front door when we arrived here and talked about waiting for Jay. She said, What's the theme? And I said, I think we're just all doing our thing. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a a tour around the world and a wild ride on this dinner. That's right. (laughs) I love it. That's great. I, you know, when when I'd spring these ideas on you guys and I say, Well, who who wants to play? It was so um, 
it, it was just heartwarming to see everybody's hand go up and say, let's do this. We're all in it together. Uh, Hyper Local in Colorado, that's what it's all about, and none better than the Colorado Chefs Association. Um, so thank both of you guys. I appreciate your time here tonight. Thank that's you. Our pleasure. Uh, that's great. So, uh, Brian, are you a Saturday Night Live fan? I uh, have been. No, Jay, how about you? I, I, back in the day, I don't watch the new one, but yeah. back in the day with uh, the Adam Sandler days. So what was it when they had, um, I forget his name, but he's so funny, when he played Lindsey Cunningham and he was on that talk show and they always never had time for him, and they bumped him and they were like, <laughs> are you mad at me? And he was like, no, 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 I'm fine. Well, what's, what's up with that? Yeah, what's up with what's that? that? Yep. There you go, Hartnett. <laughs> uh, the what's up with that? I loved that skit that they did. And then they had Lindsay always on the couch, Lindsay Cunningham. I think Fleetwood Mac, is yeah. that? Yeah, he was with Fleetwood Mac. And then they never had time with him and pushed him off. And uh, I'm not doing that. to. I'm not Lindsay Cunningham, Little Rich tonight. Last but not least, he's... He's our favorite. I think he's everybody's favorite. Yes. His name's yes. Little Rich Schneider, and uh, we think the world of him. We're going to bring him in and spend this uh, last 10 minutes of the show with uh, Little Rich Schneider from Rockalitas Tortillas and, and uh, your hearts and mine. Coming up next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video to themoderneater.com. You'll share a little drink with us on this festive day. It's the Modern Drinker Show. Get ready to change the way you look at food. This is Peter Allman, the founder of South River Aquaponics and Alpenglow Mushrooms. As a Le Cordon Bleu trained chef, I know the importance of quality ingredients. That's why in 2013, I left the fine dining industry to start a sustainable organic farm. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow, we are the leader in sustainable growing practices, utilizing our natural resources as effectively as possible. No pesticides, no GMOs, no funny business, just clean, honest food production. We use old world techniques combined with modern technology to bring you the best possible produce. Our gourmet mushroom facility provides CO2 for our greenhouse that grows tilapia as well as lettuces and herbs in our aquaponics system. Look for us in natural grocers, city market, and served on the plates of Colorado's finest chefs. At South River Aquaponics Alpenglow Mushrooms, we're growing greener. To learn more about aquaponics and see our products, go to our website at southriveraquaponics.com. South River Aquaponics, the future of farming. My dad's vegetables are so good, I can't live without them. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. 
it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. All right, we're still going to talk food, but I have some booze news for you. Sean Smiley, uh, our friend, um, he's watching on Facebook right now from uh, 38th State Brewing Company. Yep, yep. Beautiful. Have you, has, have you ever uh, done Jay's a tour? going to correct me. Yeah, State 38. State 38. State 38. Yeah. Has either of you guys ever done a tour of that place? Anytime I can yes, do anything have. anything right, I like to jump in and do it because <laughs> I, I mess know. up so many things I that if, I, if he pronounces the name wrong or anything, I'm like, it's Smith. It's Smith. <laughs> yeah, you said it wrong. Thank you. I won't mess this one up. Booze Hall, 28th and Walton Street. And it's uh, uh, I haven't been, so I can't uh, give my stamp of approval, but uh, from what I hear from the buzz, uh, 28th and Walton Street in Booze Hall with um, four providers. Look at Sean's laughing. Four providers on there um, that you're going to have a good time and you will have. Go ahead, Jay. You just corrected me. Oh, <laughs> oh, State 38. State 38. Yeah. And Our main man, others, Sean uh, Smiley. What's up, Sean? Yep. And Jackrabbit Hill, Lance Hansen, from all all local distillers. And that's what's cool. He shares it with four of these local guys and they're brewing up all different kinds of stuff every day. Let me, Jay, uh, here again. Let me just say real quick: if if you are somebody that is local and it's Colorado, and you really get down with that, because let's face it, a lot of times, you know, you can't, you know, little things here and there. You, you know, it's not to say you're cutting a corner, but sometimes you just can't do everything. Colorado, right? As much as you want to, especially in produce, sometimes you get something great from California and you can't pass it up. But Sean Smiley, man, that dude with making his spirits over there at State 38, he is Colorado from top to bottom. He just, says, I'm just saying. Yes. Booze yes. for all in the hall. And uh, he truly means it. He wants to give you an experience, and that's what it's all about. Um, just knowing the products, the ingredients, um, where it the passion that's infused with that. So, so here I'll throw something at you there, Greg Hollenbeck. A big discussion we'll have to have sometime, and maybe we have a, a Facebook Live just conversation one day about what about these guys that have to use products that come from out of state to make what they make? Is that still local? I saw a Nut Company the other day advertised. As a local nut Hyper local is, is is do what you can, um, believe in the community, give back to the community. If you have a way to source within your community and it's reasonable, I think it's your obligation to take a look at it and make a, a, a very um, conscious decision of what you're doing. Uh, it even goes down to um, your employees, your bookkeeping. I mean, if you can get something sourced through China, maybe easier to be able to do that for uh, certain things that you do. Your website designer. Um, people that are in your community, there are so many people with so many trades and so much knowledge of uh, not only industry, but if, if this, and I say it all the time, you know, somebody might go to Growers Organic and they're a brewery and they pick up some, let's say, basil from you. And Andrew Moore uses that basil for his basil IPA. And then there's a local restaurant that picks up his basil IPA and puts it on tap instead of using um, one of the, the macro breweries beers instead and then then the consumer comes in and and buys that product and then goes full circle and comes back around to you then that's that's the money circle that's that's the hyper local chain and that's what we all need to look at because again if we can't do it within our communities for ourselves and nobody else is going to do it for us so we just have to have each other's back and that's what hyper local is to me
Little Rich Snyder, how are you? I love that. Thank you for I'm that, Greg. doing pretty no good. That was a great topic. I mean, we could go for an hour <laughs> yes, on that. Uh, anymore, you got to pick your battles. I'll tell you what, yeah. it just means so much mm-hmm. to me. I am, it, it, it truly is fascinating, and, and a lot of times it's just out of sheer laziness or um, not knowing how to run your business to where you, it, it's a lot easier to streamline this product because it's a couple dollars cheaper. You don't know how to pass on, but if you have a story, I think people will spend a couple extra bucks on mm-hmm. knowing the story, knowing that you are doing those things, knowing that you are supporting the mm-hmm. community. Um, I think that if you have those stories, the people will come. And don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of being hyper-local. And Rich, you've kind of been my spirit guide with that throughout, um, actually even introducing me to the term hyper-local. Well, thank you. I mean, you know, it's, it's what do you do in the dark? When no one's there, who who are you writing checks to? What are you willing to sacrifice on your bottom line to make an impact beyond your business, to maybe inspire other people to take that leap? And yeah. it, it, it just it's it's just a way of, of, of thinking. And to give up your story as well. Yeah. To just you know, and there's a lot of people that are out there that will, you know, source the easy spirits because they're out there and they're well-known and those are mm-hmm. products that, and people will um, do things to where they won't call Brian for produce at Growers Organic. And it's just because on, on, the, uh, on the back end of it, it's, it's an easier thing. It's a, we, I've got more things to do in the day, but when you have people that come up to you and they say, you've affected me in my business mm-hmm. solely, mm-hmm. and I, I think you can yeah. attest to sourcing products from people yeah. that that make your delicious tortillas, that if you can hold up another business and and utilize your dollars that you're working hard for to keep them alive and and, and going in their families and, and their stories, that they're gonna pass that they're gonna pay that forward mm-hmm. to to another local business as well. And hyper local doesn't just mean Denver, Colorado. There's hyper local communities throughout the world, uh, worldwide. I'm just saying if those resources are available in your community I think you have an obligation to utilize those resources and those products. Um, yeah, for me, it's do. always, I'd much rather use the smaller guy. I'd much rather support someone who I know every dollar makes a big impact. To mm-hmm. me, I, as crazy as that sounds, that means a lot. And you and I were walking down Old South Gaylord today, and we were talking about all those little, these are local shops owned by people in the And it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It truly is hard to keep those businesses alive. Uh, you don't have the buying power. Anyway, you, two minutes. Uh, we have two minutes left in the show. Little Rich, I want you to spend one because you've been to, you're our P1. You're our person one demographic that have gone to these dinners. What have you, week one and two are down. What do you think? And what about the rest of the dinners? There, I tell you, the dinners are insane. It's way beyond the food. It's, it is a total experience. Um, it's like a bunch of artists where typically we see musicians collaborate. Like remember back in the 80s, we are the world where you had all these uh, people after the, what was it, probably the Grammys or something like that, get together and sing this song. And literally, that's what we have here at these dinners, especially the one that's coming up in a few weeks. The 10 of these chefs, incredible chefs alone, much less getting all of them together. I mean, that's, that's uh, it's, it's unheard of. And it's one of these things we're going to look back years from now and go, my God, I can't believe I had all 10 of these guys to, you know, guys and girls together mm-hmm. making uh, making this, collaborating, and it's just, it's so cool. I think it's also so indicative of how collaborative and passionate Colorado is for food. 
This is just a total celebration. It's, it is beyond the food. The energy in that room is going to be incredible. Come celebrate with us. Week three and week four. Tickets are on sale now. SummerDinnerSeries.com. I encourage you to come out and see Chef Preston Phillips. Uh, he's this Tuesday, and then the uh, ACF Colorado Chef's Dinner will be the following Tuesday. Uh, thank you, everybody in studio with us. It just means so much, and um, we hope to see you out at the dinner, SummerDinnerSeries.com. For Jay Parker and Brian Freeman, myself, Greg Hollenbeck, we'll see you next week back here, same time, same place, on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.